the information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single family homes all the way up to 600 plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, I've got a few things I want to talk about today. I'm going to open by talking about some of the news you've probably heard here in the past few days, past few weeks. We're going to talk about interest rates just, just briefly, probably across the course of this first segment. And then I want to get into talking about two things, creating more cash flow you may have the question, you may have heard us talk about, can you put an extra 400 or maybe $500 a month net into your pocket? How do you do that? And I also want to talk about building wealth, creating generational wealth for your kids, your grandkids, your family, whoever, whoever that may be. How do you do that? We're going to talk at a very basic level about both of those, cash flow and uh, wealth building. And we'll also check in on your goals how have you been performing so far just the first few weeks of the year? Or maybe the question is, have you been performing? Well, we're going to circle, circle back and hit those goals as well. And that will all tie together. But I do want to open with interest rates because I, I keep seeing this in my, in my news feed. And I'm sure you heard the Federal Reserve. They, they're talking about increasing rates uh, already in March. They're talking about potentially increasing rates, I think, three times over the course of the year. And we're, we're, we're seeing that part of the conversation, I think, in interest rates now, if you've been watching over just over the last few weeks, plus add inflation in there. And, well, rates are they're popping up a little bit. Interest rates are increasing. Now, when you hear the Fed talk about taking rates up, um, you may have also seen, there's an article I saw, CNN, I believe it was, uh, China. The president of China said, hey, don't do that. Hey, hey, Western nations, don't do that. Don't, don't put the brakes on growth too strongly just yet. Please don't do that. They're, they're, China's a little nervous. They, why is that? They're dealing with an economic slowdown over there. Now, if you think back two years ago to the start of the pandemic, we dealt with an economic slowdown because we did hit the brakes. We shut everything down. And well, that's what China's doing to deal with the pandemic over there. They're very, very uh, arcane, I would say, in, in their approach. So they're, they're naturally going to see the economic results of that. So goodness gracious, please don't raise rates because that's only going to impact us harder is what they're thinking. So China's nervous about that interest rate hike or hikes. How about you? Is the Fed talking about that? Is that making you nervous? And, and, and should it? You know, if you put it into context, if you just read the headline and maybe the opening paragraph sentence or two, um, you're going to see words like surge. You know, biggest surge since 2020 in interest rates. 
2020, that, that was just two years ago. Or, or one I read recently as well, rates climb for the fourth straight week. Well, interest is climbing as well. Makes sense. But again, if you think about context, and, and just to bring this context home for you, just an example from my personal life, we closed on the house where I, my personal property back in, in 2012, so right at about 10 years ago, and my rate, my interest rate at the time, now we've since refinanced and enjoy the, you know, the even lower rates, but when we closed at the time, my rate on that uh, 30-year fixed rate mortgage, Fannie Mae backed, right? We went for the cheap money. It was 3.875%. And of course, a lot of that goes to debt to income ratio, my, my credit score, that sort of thing. But that's what it was at the time. Well, the Mortgage Bankers Association, just a few days ago, they put the average contract rate for that same 30-year fixed rate, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac backed mortgage at what? 3.64%. So when you read those news articles, see those headlines, listen to the evening news, chat with your friends, however this comes up in your conversation about interest rates, yeah, they they are climbing. And if you look at it over, you know, in a very narrow, over, over the course of a very narrow window, it does seem to have spiked. But in the longer run, it's very, very low. And where it's headed, it's still going to be in what I would call a low, low interest rate environment compared to two years ago. Sure, maybe it's up a little bit. But when I take the context, when I think about it in that broader context, um, what does it ultimately mean to me as a, as a rental investor, as somebody that does buy single family houses and puts that long term 30 year note on those properties to get that long term 30 year fixed rate mortgage? What does that mean? Ultimately, a little less cash flow. As the interest rates creep up, maybe that $400 net creeps down to $395. Or maybe that $500 creeps down to $490. Our, our net cash flow will dip a little bit. Of course, we may also, if you talk to a realtor, they're going to say, ooh, interest rates going up, interest rates going up. That means prices are going to dip. Although, if you weigh that against what we also see in the market, which is a massive inventory crunch, a massive inventory shortage i think that dip maybe a slight dip but i think it's going to be unlikely i think we will continue to see growth in home prices and that translates of course to you and me as homeowners or rental house owners that, that translates to appreciation but thinking about interest rates yes they they are creeping up especially over the short term but if i think back to when del walmsley founder of lifestyles unlimited started investing back 30 years ago you know he'll tell you cap rates back then Interest rates, in essence, the, the return on, on multifamily, let's say, were 20%, much, much higher. The rates he would be getting on his single-family houses, interest rates, much, much higher. So whether it's 25 3.5, 4.5, we are still very much in a low interest rate environment. I hear people talking about interest rates, interest rates, but... Not a big deal. Come, in fact, come, I'm going to mention this later in the show as well. Come to David Fisher's two-day financial freedom seminar. We commonly just call that the two-day, and he'll he'll talk about single-family investing on day one. He'll talk about apartments on day two, and he'll probably talk about the very first house that he bought as a new member a decade plus ago. What was his cash flow? Two hundred a month. When I first came to Lifestyles Unlimited, the pictures on the wall with happy, smiling members: two hundred dollars a month net cash flow, two fifty. Nowadays, we're at four hundred, five hundred. Part of that is due to interest rates. So, hey, stick around. Talk 13.7, the right choice.
Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And if you have any questions for me, you can send me an email to askandy at lu. Inc.com. Again, that is askandy at luinc, luinc.com. I, I do answer those personally as quickly as I can. And I love to have your questions because it fuels ideas for, for the shows for me as well. I have a lot of very well thought out, very thoughtful questions. Askandy at luinc.com. So to wrap up the conversation we started in the first segment about interest rates, just read the headlines with care and try to take in the bigger picture because you'll see stuff about surging rates and spiking rates. And yes, they are up a little bit on a week or two or four ago. But uh, wow, if you look back a decade, two decades, especially three or four decades, you'll, you'll agree with me. Wow, no, <laughs> these are in the basement still. And again, I was just telling you ahead of the break that um, if you go to the two-day financial freedom seminar where we teach you about buying single-family houses as investments as well as investing in apartment communities, our two-day presenter here in Texas, David Fisher, he'll tell you about his first deal. And he got it for very low out-of-pocket, very little cash put into the deal, and that, this was 2009 or so. But his cash flow was just $200 a month, maybe 250 something like that. And, and that's what a lot of people were netting as their cash flow back then. Now fast forward here a decade or so, and typically we're seeing on average about 400 a month. Now I see a range, I look at a lot of opportunities that cross my desk from the Lifestyles Unlimited Realty team, as well as other people that I, that I work with outside of Lifestyles as well, to source deals, wholesalers, that sort of thing. And the cash flow is around 200 to maybe 600 a month net here in Texas is, is what I tend to see. So, you know, people were succeeding as real estate investors back then with 200. We're certainly succeeding now at 400 to 500. And ultimately, you know, if rates rise as, along with inflation, as they're going to do, you know, it's okay. Your cash flow will diminish a little bit, but you're going to see other benefits. You have to remember, we make money five ways. It's not just the cash flow. And I will tell you this. If you are sitting on an asset that does have some equity, well, prices are up, it's a good time to sell. And if you want to keep that in your portfolio, it is 100% a good time to go ahead and do that cash out refinance. If rates are trending higher, what do you want to do? You want to lock in that lower right now if you have not done that already. But again, cash flow, it may, it may creep down a little bit, but we make money five ways. So let's talk about that just briefly. If you're new to the show, Lifestyles Unlimited is an education and mentoring group. We take people that want to invest in, like I said, single family or multifamily apartment communities. And we show them how we, we give them the education and if needed, put a mentor by their side to help guide them along the path, not to do the work for them, but to help guide you as a new investor. And, you know, we talk about a lot of things on this very show. And if you go to our free workshop, you can learn more at lifestylesunlimited.com. You'll learn about the five ways we make money, but I want to hit those very briefly because it's not just the cash flow. That is one of the benefits of real estate, in fact, is that there is not just one way, or maybe two, that we make money. If you think about your investments in, say, the stock market, in, in a stock portfolio, 401k, something like that, IRA, you're making money one or two ways, through appreciation, as the value of that stock goes up, and you sure as heck hope it doesn't go down, which, what's it been doing lately? It dropped again pretty hard just a day or two ago. 
Why? In response to those interest rates and that potential hike. But you hope it doesn't go down. You hope it goes up. And you hope, by the way, there's a there's an important word there as well. And you may be in some dividend stocks that actually pay out some cash from time to time. More commonly, that's in your 401k. You don't get to touch that, do you? So with our real estate, we're making money five ways. That cash flow that, again, I said two to five hundred, maybe six hundred dollars a month net to your bottom line into your pocket every month. So when I opened the show, I said, would you like to have four to five hundred dollars more coming in? Maybe to pay down your personal house, maybe to pay a car note or, or a truck note from that, that kid's daycare. That's how you do it. You get that cash flow coming in from that one single family house. You don't have to stop with one either. See last week's show. Uh, just last week, we, we talked about cash flow in, in particular, the cash flow chunking and the cash flow snowball. Very important concepts for you. But if I move on, aside from that cash flow, we've got equity capture. And guess what? Equity capture is not related to those interest rates at all. Now, yeah, you might say influence, you know, interest rates influence prices a little bit, perhaps. But look, if you're buying right, if you're buying the correct way, like we do at Lifestyles Unlimited, typically off-market investment opportunities, opportunities that do need some work, which is why we get them at a discount. And we go in and we do the work. And at the end of the project, we've captured equity. That is not related to interest rates at all. That is part of that wealth building component that I also opened the show with. Do you want to build cash flow? Do you want to create cash flow $400, $500 a month on one single family house? Or do you maybe want to add capital gains, equity, net worth to your portfolio, to your balance sheet? Well, equity capture does that. And as well, when we're talking single family or apartments, we put residents into place. We're, we're not buying, we're not flipping these. We, we hold on to these so that we move out of earned income and into capital gains territory from a tax perspective, but then we hold those for a period of time with a mortgage in place. We're not cash buyers. That If I, if I pay $200,000 for one house, I got one house, or I can take that 200000 and spread it across, what, five, six, maybe seven houses, all appreciating, all giving me rent, my cash flow will be greater, I'll see the non-cash benefits that we're talking about here as well. So that's equity capture and equity buildup because those residents do pay down that mortgage for me. And of course, as we've seen lately, ooh, boy, appreciation. Past decade. Wow, those assets that we bought back in 2012, my personal house included, just going up and up and up. The ones we bought in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 20, I don't care. Anytime in the last decade, they are going up. And that's going to keep going. That inventory shortage is still there. So we're talking about market appreciation because that's how houses are valued based on houses in that vicinity, that subdivision have sold. It's all market driven. The sixth way we make money, if you're thinking about apartments, though, is something called forced appreciation because we can go in and pull any number of levers and reduce expenses and increase cash flow, whether that's higher rents or other fees for pets. I see a lot of investment opportunities on the multifamily side where mom and pop owners just simply aren't taking the rents up as they should, not charging for, for pet, pet fees, maybe not charging for covered parking, laundry, any number of things. You go in and you add that. And you increase the cash flow. And because of that asset, that multifamily community is valued based on the cash flow, the net operating income, you're able to force the value up. That is forced appreciation. That's only going to happen in apartments, by the way. And finally, there are the tax advantages. And again, 
thinking back to our first part of the show, interest rates going up, those tax advantages don't change due to rising interest rates. They're going to be there. In fact, you can actually expense that uh, mortgage interest as part of the cost of doing business on your P&L for that single family house. Good stuff. So, hey, we've just talked about interest rates. Yeah, they're going up, but boy, they're historically low still. Don't bat an eye at it. Get out there, get to buying, enjoy the five to six ways that we make money. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about cash flow building wealth, the five ways we make money in the context of my goals and your goals. I hope you have some, so stick around. Austin's Talk, 1370. Warning, listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. If you have any questions for me, you can email me at askandy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. And on today's show, we've been talking about interest rates. I keep seeing in the news, I'm sure you do as well, that they're, well, they're going up, they're surging, they're spiking, they're doing all of these, these adjectives, these adverbs. But ultimately, if you take the bigger picture, the broader view you'll realize, wow, these things are still in the basement. Uh, the rates I see right now are below those that I was getting on my personal house and as a real estate investor when I began a decade ago. Now, could they creep back up to that level? I suppose. Could they go beyond that level? I suppose. Will I keep buying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, will I be a little more cautious perhaps? Will I weigh my numbers a little more closely? Sure. Sure. Will I be, be thinking about equity capture then as, as a balancing piece to that cash flow? Sure. And in fact, in a lot of the single-family investment opportunities that I see from the Realty team, there's not always, but often a trade-off, it seems, between cash flow and equity capture. Sometimes I see a little bit thinner cash flow, maybe towards the 200 to 300 end of that bandwidth that we talked about, that, that net cash flow bandwidth that we tend to see, which is maybe 200 to five, 600 a month uh, here in Texas. There's often a trade-off there with what I see in terms of equity capture. So I may, I may give up a little bit of cash flow to get that house that has a ton of equity on the back end. Maybe I'm doubling my money from essentially the outset of the project or, or even more. How does that help me from the cash flow perspective? Well, it helps me in a year's time or two or three when I sell that and get that equity out. Or if rates haven't blown up tremendously, do that cash out refinance in two years get that cash out and reinvest. Then you have another cash flowing asset and wash, rinse, and repeat. So thinking about cash flow and uh, building ways, of, well, five ways we make money in that context, I ask you now, what are your goals? Do you have goals around one or, or both of those, cash flow or building wealth? Maybe just at the upper level, what are your goals? If you have not set those yet, just off the cuff, just right now while I'm talking, what do you think would most improve your life right now? Do you need to see more cash flow? 
Do you need to create cash flow so that you can exit that job that you hate, just like my wife did three years into this process, three years into investing? Or just exit that job so you can have more control over your life and your, your time. So is it cash flow? Or maybe you just want to create a little bit of extra cash flow. I don't need 10 houses. I just want to create that $400 or maybe $800 a month. I just want a couple of rental houses to offset some of my debts. So that's an option. What are your goals? Maybe it's building wealth for the next generation, generational wealth. So again, off the cuff, if you haven't set goals, what, what could that be? What is it you really need right now? And then set those goals if you haven't. And, and remember, you can always pivot. You know, if the, if the market does change massively, interest rate-wise or, or, or otherwise, you can always pivot. You know, something in your life changes incredibly. One direction or the other, up or down. You can always pivot. But set those goals because that's going to give you some concrete direction. Put it in writing. Make, it, make, make those smart goals, which means they're specific, not I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds. That's specific. Measurable. Well, I can certainly get on a scale and measure that. Attainable. I think that's attainable. Realistic or relevant. Depends on how you want to treat that R. And very important is time bound. Give yourself a deadline. And as you work towards those goals, review, right? You have to review those from time to time. That's that measurable part. And ask yourself, are there bottlenecks? Are there certain things where I'm hitting my head against a wall? Some, something where I need somebody else to jump in and help me. Maybe that's your spouse. Maybe that's a friend. Maybe that's your accountability partner. Maybe that's a mentor. But that's an important part of the goal setting process is then actually reviewing those and not just letting them sit out there somewhere in your head or just simply on paper off to the side, gathering, gathering dust. And just by way of example, I'm going to share with you some of my financial and real estate goals uh, for this year. First of all, and I mentioned this on a prior show as well, we want to continue buying single family. We, we, we are financially free. It's not a, it's not a need. It's, it's more of a want. One per quarter is the goal. We want to get into two more passive multifamily investments this year, two more. And we want to buy our own small multifamily and as independent rental owners, not leading a deal, not a syndicator, but just our own small multifamily that we fully control. Why? And I know the, I know the apartment investors or apartment investor wannabes out there saying, why are you still targeting single family? That goes back to goals and that goes back to cash flow. I like the cash flow. And over 10 years of doing this, I have established to myself and just looking at my financials and everything else that I do the single family very well and I would like to keep some level of that in my portfolio. That's my reason. Cash flow. Good at it. I enjoy it. Not everybody does. You got to try it to learn if you do or not, of course. What about those passive multifamily investments? Well, we're looking at hybrid deals. And if we think about cash flow, if we think about equity capture, when it comes to apartment investing, you can take down or participate in, I'm just going to focus on being a passive here, you can participate in what we call a yield play, which has more cash flow. It's yielding. It's, it's cash flowing from day one on one end of the spectrum. At the other end of the spectrum, we've got our, what we call value play. Those may not cash flow at all for 12, 24 months. It's a very heavy lift repositioning the asset, maybe kicking all the bad seeds out, maybe fully renovating that thing, taking it down to the studs, but creating value. That's where we're targeting capital gain. 
So yield play on one end, value play on the other, hybrid squarely in the middle. You have a little bit of both. Yeah, I get to enjoy that cash flow maybe six to nine months later after the investment closes, after we acquire it. But that lead investor's in there pulling some of those levers that we talked about very, very upper level a moment ago to create that value as well. By the way, my goals to passive multifamily investments, I'm happy to report already a couple, couple weeks into the year, I just subscribed to another multifamily as a passive investor. Already hit one of those goals. I'm going to celebrate. So it's good to review those goals. It's good to have those goals because that will give you reason to celebrate. So just one to go. Who knows? Maybe we'll surpass that. Maybe we'll reevaluate mid-year and say, let's make it four instead of two. I don't know. We'll see. And finally, I mentioned the small IRO. Look, it's fully for that capital gain side of things. Not looking for cash flow, just the wealth building aspect. So I just give you this by way of example concretely from the real estate side, what we as a family sat down and talked about and set down on paper with deadlines time bound to achieve this year. Of course, that's those are not our only goals. We have stuff around other things like health, but in particular to achieve these three goals around single family, passive and IRO, we've then put supporting goals to paper around things like education and uh, getting out to networking and, uh, and, and other events. You know, if, if I want to find those lead, those syndicators, those, those people that are putting the apartment investments together, I need to go out and talk to people. I need to talk to other passive investors to learn who are the good ones, right? So among other things, we've set goals around three networking or educational events per month. Now, there's usually some overlap between networking and educate. You go to a three-hour evening thing, first hour's networking, then you got somebody that gets up there and talks, and then you network some more. So there's plenty of overlap there. And I'll tell you, we've already nailed that this month as well. Just looking so far, the first three weeks of the year, got out to the Lifestyles Unlimited case study here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Got to see members get up there and present their single-family investments, the successes they've enjoyed with that, the cash flow, the equity capture, all of those things we just talked about and heard from a multifamily investor as well. Got out to the multifamily road trip here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Why? Again, to meet those lead investors. Got out to the single family road trip here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Why? Keep in touch with the, the Realty team, meet other newer members, and hey, see what's going on in whatever market that is that we're visiting that month. So all good reasons to get out, network, get to these events. When we come back, let's talk about your goals to get that first house. Austin's Talk 1370. to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. We're in our final segment today. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Andy Webb. You can reach me at askandy at lu inc.com if you have any questions again that email is askandy at luinc.com and we're talking today we talked a little bit about interest rates earlier in the show and i did want to hit that because they are up relatively they're down over a longer horizon and it's that context that you need to keep in mind especially as you listen to or read the the doom and gloom news out there they will try to keep you in place and keep you from taking action but that's absolutely what you need to do is take action especially if you want to get to what we then talked about, which is creating cash flow, 
and creating wealth through real estate investments. And I was telling you in the last segment a little bit about my goals, our goals as a family from, from a real estate perspective, what we're trying to achieve this year, some of the things we've already done this year to, to, to start to meet those goals. And among other things, it's getting out there and getting, getting educated, staying educated. And if I think about the whole small multi-family thing from an independent rental owner perspective, well, it's important for me to get educated there as well. So we'll focus on that piece. I mentioned a few of the networking events at Lifestyles Unlimited, no matter where you're listening right now. Maybe we don't have one of our offices in your area. You can attend these virtually, by the way. You can attend these virtually both by registering at our website. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and uh, you'll see a button for our free workshop, for example. Great, great introduction to lifestyles and investing in general. But there's a lot of a virtual opportunity also for the learning, for the education, for the members that join Go to the portal. There are a lot of recordings there from past events, and you can get to the live events as well. And, of course, if you're not a member, go to go to Facebook. Follow us on Facebook or subscribe to our YouTube channel because of those case studies that I mentioned. Those are broadcast there live as well. So it's a good place to go to further that education. Now, if you're sitting at home listening on Facebook, following on YouTube, you're not quite going to get that networking element. That's why I like to go in person. I got to talk to an investor at the last case study that's invested in Houston, I got to pick his brain. Hey, what, what part of Houston? See, I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth. What if I want to go down to Houston? Well, I want to hear his experiences because guess what? He's an investor up here as well, buying in Houston. So great opportunity to ask those very questions. Extremely important to get out. And I, again, I don't just go to lifestyles things. So you should look to see what's in your neighborhood, in your market. You may not be where we've got a brick and mortar office. You can get to the virtual stuff, of course, but get out to those meet and greets, those in-person events as well. I will tell you, I went to one, came away with contact info for three wholesalers. Why do I like wholesalers? They're the guys that source a lot of the houses I like to buy. So speaking of houses, you want to buy that first single family rental because you want to create that cash flow that we talked about, 400 400 bucks a month on average here in Texas. What kind of goals should you set if you're just beginning? And this is more targeted to the beginner. If you've been doing this for five, six years, you probably know. Now you can always sharpen the saw. You can always hone your skill sets. You can always continue your education and you absolutely should. But more for the beginner, you're just getting started. Education is 100% your place to begin. You, you need to learn. And I'll tell you a good place to go. I mentioned our financial freedom seminar, commonly called our two-day, and that is uh, what we do on day one. We talk about single-family investing. And, and in fact, I went to this a couple, in, in the old year, a couple weeks ago, here in Dallas, taught by David Fisher. And that's, you know, I got to see firsthand what he's been talking about, heard that story about his house, his first one cash flow in just 200 a month. Hey, we're double that now. But we learned about single family on day one. If you want to learn more about that, go to GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. It's the website, GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. And uh, use the promo code SAVEBIG, all caps. That's going to give you a discounted two-year membership so you can keep coming back to that two-day financial freedom seminar. So you need to start working on your education. Set some goals. What am I going to do in the balance of this month? What am I going to do next month? Find those concrete events and put them on your calendar. Go ahead and register now. Don't wait because you're going to find other conflicts if you wait. And while you're at it, find somebody in your area to mentor you, to guide you. Now, if you become a member at Lifestyles Unlimited, we have mentors 
experienced single-family investors that will help you on that path. Somebody to lean on to guide you when you have questions, when you just need a little bit of a push. I know the mentors have saved us and helped us along the way countless times over the years. Of course, you're going to want to then take that education. You've, you've learned about real estate investing. You've learned about single-family houses. You've gone to the two-day, day one, talked about single-family. Now figure out what you want. What is that cash flow you're targeting? Figure out that buying criteria, that target investment, cash on cash return. You need to know this box so that you don't get distracted by all the other junk that you're going to start to see from random people out there as you get more and more networked. So what is that return you need to see, cash on cash? What is that equity capture in dollars or return on equity gain or capital gain as a percentage? Depends on how you want to track that. What is it you need to see on that investment in, in single family? And then get out there and network. Now, that's going to come part and parcel with your education, of course, when you're out in those classrooms. But you want to network because you'll have more informal learning, just like my conversations with the gentleman that was invested in Houston. You'll find those opportunities. Somebody's looking to sell. Maybe he wants to sell investor to investor. You'll hear where the good areas are to invest. You'll hear who the good contractors are. So set goals. I've done the same. Set goals to get out to those networking events. X number per month. You don't have to go crazy. It doesn't have to be every other day. But do at least two for the very reasons that we just talked about. And you'll get out there. You'll meet the sources for both those on-market deals, think realtors, and those off-market house leads think wholesalers i just told you went to one event came came away with contact info for three have exchanged texts with them have exchanged emails with them have a lead on a house right now because i went to that one event so those should be from a single family perspective some of your goals for the rest of the quarter get that education started find a mentor figure out what it is you want to buy exactly right get those numbers put together and network of course, there's also this same quarter in March, late March, our Wealth and Passive Income Expo. More on that in just a moment. I want to shift to the multifamily side and, and goals there. I'm going to focus on same thing, education. You went to day one, you heard about single family. We'll come back to day two because day two at the Financial Freedom Seminar is when we get into multifamily, into apartment investing. I'm going to give that website one last time, givemetotalfreedom.com. Promo code is SAVEBIG, all caps. That'll give you a two-year membership. And that's what gets you in the door to the two-day seminar. And come back. And come back again. Every time you come back, you're going to take away new information because there's a lot. There really is. And as you go further, there are other opportunities to do things like if you become a member of the preferred group, we have a passive certification that is a lot. Of, I've gone through this. It is a lot of coursework around reading the PPMs, everything you need to do to become a passive investor. I was very comfortable signing on the dotted line for that subscription agreement that I did just a couple of days ago to already hit half of our goals on passive investing because I've done the passive certification because I'm comfortable. And when you go that route, you will be too. Same thing here, mentor. You need to find some. We have multifamily mentors as well, somebody to guide you. Make sure you keep going down the path, that you don't get stuck, that you don't get bogged down. I mentioned a bottleneck earlier. That mentor will help you get through that bottleneck. And here, too, you want to determine your criteria. We talked already about yield play, value play, hybrid. If you missed an earlier part of the show, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the podcast. This show will be archived there. Target markets, you know, you, you don't have to. I'm in Dallas. Do I have to invest passively in a multifamily investment in Dallas? No. In fact, the deal I signed on is somewhere out of town. Nowhere, nowhere nearby. 
But what markets are you markets are you looking at? Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi, Indiana. We have Phoenix Arizona. We have investors in our group buying in all of these markets and more. And finally, network. Just like we said, more learning. Who are those great syndicators that are leading these deals, that are putting these investments together? Where are the good areas? And here, too, if you're just thinking about starting out as a passive investor in multifamily, these should be the, your goals for the rest of this quarter. Education, find that mentor, figure out your buying criteria, and network. Last thing I want to give you before we depart, Wealth and Passive Income Expo 2022. That's going to be this quarter. Set that goal. It's going to be March 16th to the 19th in Houston, Texas at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Among other things, there's our Multifamily Masters bus tour. If you want to be that passive investor, that's a great event for you. You can learn more if you go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Again, that is wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Put in my name for the promo code ANDY, all caps, A-N-D-Y. And uh, that'll give you $97 off any pass or package, no matter which one you choose. In fact, if you go to the website, you'll see that the uh, basic entry, just to get into the, the broader event, is $97. So, hey, promo code Andy at wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Again, wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com to learn more. But multiple days where you can start to work on that education around investing in single family or apartments, whatever it is you want to do. There are so many breakout sessions, so much to learn, so many people to meet. Network is very, very important in this game. You will come away resolved. You'll come away with your passive income plan in hand in order to do the things that we talked about today. Education number two, figure out that budget. Identify that upper level monthly outflow as well as those chunks. Number four, set some goals to pick up cash flowing assets to offset those chunks. Clear that debt. Number six, then finally give that cash flow snowball a firm nudge to get it rolling. And this will dovetail again with last week's show, building that net worth. Hey, I thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. You have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.